listeners, it is 2020, the last day of the month of January. Oh my gosh, I said 2020. Wow, I am two years behind the eight ball. All right, listeners, let's try this again. What's up? <laughs> let's try this again. What is going on? I have no filter listeners. It is 2022, the last day of January, and I am so freaking excited that we are in the new year. I am feeling great. I ended my 2021 with amazing, amazing memories, amazing friends, and great just experiences and newfound self-love for myself. It's been awesome. I checked my uh, Buzzsprout account and I saw that my last episode I posted was in September and I am so, so sorry. It's been crazy. 2021, the end part was crazy with work, trying to get things together for the holidays and, you know, going through my personal life and everything has just been super, super intense. But this year, 2022, I said, you know what, Cindy, you have to do better. You want this podcast to be successful, so you have to put in the work. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I have set a realistic goal for the I Have No Filter podcast. I will post an episode once every month towards the end of the month. Now, I know, I know that is not ideal, You guys are going to be waiting quite a bit, but I have to take in consideration my time and putting these podcasts together and editing, editing them and making them sound great. It's a lot of work and me working 40 hours a week, that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy out of me too. So, and I also go to the gym, have to keep myself in shape. It helps me keep, stay focused. So I really have to be realistic with my time and posting a podcast once a month is me being very realistic. So I thank you for my my loyal listeners who have been kind of sticking this through me, but I think that this would work for all of us. Trust me, I I have so much to share and I am trying to revamp the whole podcast. You're going to hear a new intro music and it's just going to be great. I want this to be lively. I want it to be great. I want to share my experiences and I just feel 2022 is just our year, guys. It is our year to be great, to be successful, to get in these relationships that we are, you know, deserve deserve to be in and just be successful in our careers and our work. And we're just going to we're just going to go at it and we're just going to get it like 2022 for me. It's just my go after and get it mentality. Like I'm so done waiting around for things to happen. I'm just going to go out and get it. So that being said. I would like to announce that I am still on my no sex. Let me try it again. I would love to announce that I am still on my sex-free zone journey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know it is amazing. Um, yes, it's been difficult sometimes. Of course, like everything is and everything's going to be. But honestly... It has made me realize how much I should appreciate myself and the people that I bring around in my space, in my sphere. Guys, most importantly, I have lifted my standards so freaking ridiculously high because I've taken the time to appreciate me and my body and how I want myself, my emotional, the physical to be treated. And it's just such an amazing feeling 
which the challenge is it just makes it that much more difficult to actually date someone because for me I've realized that I am very much a sapiosexual and for those who don't know what a sapiosexual is I am someone who finds someone very attractive when it comes to an intellectual level and I'm not saying you have to be Albert Einstein or anything for me I have to be able to sit down with you and have a full conversation a well a meaningful conversation not oh what's your favorite color or you know what you know what animal would you be if you could like nothing like that like I get it those are like icebreaker questions but I need more than that I need depth okay I need a personality I need someone to tell me you know what I did this today and it just made me think of this and this is how it made you know just something meaningful that could probably add value to my life and maybe my response would out add value to his. And that's the relationship I'm looking for. I don't want to be in a relationship where it's just, oh, oh how was your day? Oh, my day was fine. How was your day? Oh, that was good. You know, I, I've been in that relationship. It is so boring. And even though I love it when a guy asks me how my day is going, but to be quite honest, my life's not really that interesting. So my day is going just about how it is going to be tomorrow. I wake up, I go to work, I leave work, get ready for the gym, come back home from the gym, and I do it all over again. The weekends, I sleep. I'm either making something, you know, on my sewing machine or I'm editing a podcast. That is my life. But to have a conversation with someone and absolutely just dive in deep to the emotional level the metaphorical level the and talk about you know societal issues cultural issues and it doesn't even have to be that deep it could all be very lighthearted and fun we can crack jokes you know we can create a judgmental free space that's what I would absolutely love in my next relationship whenever that happens a judgmental free space where I can be myself and completely myself without worrying how the other person is going to react to what I have to say. They will just sit there and listen. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I do that for other people. I am the type of person that can sit down and you can just say what's on your mind. Say it. As long as you're not trying to like be violent or saying, oh, I want to, you know, take off that person's head as long as you're not you're not saying something that could harm society I still won't judge you but then I will never speak to you again because that's just not my cup of tea but if you just need a listening ear is there if there's something on your chest that you really need to get off it's like Sydney I really need to say this I just don't want you to judge me for it I'm like go for it I feel like we don't have that outlet right now we constantly have to watch what we say how we say it we're all I guess here's a better way of putting it. We are constantly on thin ice and we are afraid for that ice to break because what comes after when you fall through the ice, when you fall through the cracks, it's nothing but pure shock, loneliness, and instant death, right? It's what they call now canceled. You become, you've, you know, we're in this cancel culture and it's just, I think it's gone a little bit too far. You know, there are certain you know, we, we encourage people to express themselves and how they feel and all that, but yet we we place like, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like we have to place certain, like we're not biased. Like, oh, you can be open, you can be who you are as long as it doesn't offend me. Well, then, that, then I'm not being who I am. 
Because if who I am offends you, then we don't need to be conversing. I need to converse with people who I don't offend, right? I should be able to be myself. If I say I don't like something, then that doesn't mean I have the right to be canceled. As long as I'm not harming anyone, as long as I'm not wishing any ill will on another human being, if I don't like something if or I don't understand something and I'm not being rude about it, why are you canceling me? That's just something I don't like, you know? And I feel like we are going down this hole of, we have to now put on a mask. We have to put on a mask because we are so afraid of being torn down with not agreeing to what the masses want. And that is just something that I have done when I was a kid. And I could never be myself. I never felt like myself. When I tried to follow the masses and be accepted for who people think they wanted me to be, I was so unhappy. I did it all the way through high school. I was so freaking unhappy. It wasn't until my second semester of my first year of college when I had to really sit down and say, Sydney, you have to be who you are. Make a decision that's going to benefit you. Who cares what anyone else thinks about you? And ever since then, I have been the happiest I could have been in my entire life. Now, my friends had to really help me hone into who Sydney was because I was finding my footing. But 2021, it's actually the year I was single, like single, single. And that was just my reflective year. I really had to work on myself. I had to be single Sydney. Oh, it had a ring to it. Single Sydney. I love it. Um, I had to be single Sydney and I had to learn how I had to learn things that I wanted to do that's going to put a smile on my face because if I can be happy with myself then I know what it takes for someone else to bring to make me happy as well but anyway going back to what I was saying sex-free zone so I am still my sex-free zone the March of this year will make a whole year I would have no sexual intimacy with any man. I am very, very proud of myself. And what I've come to learn with being not being intimate with anyone is that I very much enjoy getting to know someone on a deeper level. And I know a lot of people say that and, you know, they'll say it, they'll go on one or two dates and then they'll sleep with them. But I really mean it. I thoroughly enjoy sitting down and having a conversation with someone and that is my intimacy like for me I'm a very affectionate person and I love you know cuddling and hugging and holding hands and I love that but if I'm just getting to know you I need my intimacy comes from me knowing that person on that level I just can't give that affection to someone that I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. And I've noticed that in my last two relationships I were I was in is that I rushed into a relationship too fast and I didn't get to know that person on a deeper level. And so when I gave my affection to that person, it didn't feel right. Like it didn't feel like a good fit for me. And I noticed and I realized in 2021 it's it's because I didn't know that person very well. So that person didn't deserve my affection because I didn't get to know them at a point where I could become comfortable. So that's one thing I've taken away from this journey. The other thing I've taken away from this journey is that I am looking for a long-term relationship. When I mean long-term, I am looking for a husband at the end of the journey. If I am going on date one, date two, or date three with you, and there's just no like 
And I know some people are like, no, but it takes longer than that. I would have to disagree. I think by date two, you pretty much know. <laughs> you pretty much know. Um, be, and not because I'm saying this out of a whim. It's because I've actually spoken to people and much older people who have been married for 10 plus years who said, no, I knew on date two that was going to be my wife or that was going to be my husband. You know, I recently started a new podcast with my mom called A Little Dose. And we spoke to a gentleman, um, Derek Gelber, about his, you know, his wife. They're newlyweds. They they will be married, I think, almost 15 months. And he said, by the second date, I knew that was going to be my wife. He said he called his dad after a second date and said, Dad, I just had dinner with my wife. And I was like, you know what? And I told him, I was like, you're not the first person that's ever said that. So it is true. You know when this is going to be your person because it's that gut feeling. It's that feeling that is like, I cannot see anyone after this person. This is my person. And so after talking to him, after talking to um, my boss, because he said the same thing about his wife, he's like, oh, my gosh, I just knew. He was like, the moment I met her, I knew there was no one else after her. And any elderly person that I've spoken to has all said the same thing. And it's so refreshing to know that I can trust my gut instincts that when I find my person, it will be him. And I know you're saying like, oh, Sydney, you know, you could say that about anybody. And I was like, you could if you're listening to your head. You know, if you, I, I, I take it as, if you're the type of person that always says, oh, I think he's the one, I think he's the one, you're going based off of probably very simple things. He has the perfect height, the eyes, the hair color, the looks, the job, the car, the social status, right? Those are all very, for me, superficial things, right? That's all surface. But what happens when you start peeling back those layers, right? How, how is he in tough situations? Does he stand up for you? Is he going to is he going to always have your back? Is he going to defend you to your family? You know, once you're married, for me anyway, and this is my opinion, once I'm married to my husband, he is my new family now. I'm going to love my family always and forever, my mom, my dad, and my brother. But if they ever at any point talk bad about him or try and put him down, I'm going to say, listen, I love you guys. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. But don't ever speak to my spouse that way. Because I will defend him. He comes before you now. He is my family. He is my future. We are building a life together. So whatever you, whatever comment or negative thing you have to say about him, keep that to yourself. You might not like him, and that is quite all right, but you will not disrespect him in my presence. So, I, and, you know, my mom and I have this conversation. She goes, Sydney, if I don't like him and you absolutely adore him, absolutely adore him, I will not comment on your marriage. And I said, Mom, thank you. But I said, but I told her, I was like, you know what? I don't think I can see myself dating or marrying someone that you don't approve of. Because your parents are always going to have the best, you know, your best interests at heart. And that has been true my whole life. Any guy that I've liked, any guy that I've expressed to my parents, my parents are like, Sydney, mm, hold off, wait a little bit, get to know him better. And sure enough, a couple weeks later, 
he wasn't as great as he claimed to be. And so I know whatever guy my parents are okay with or approve of, he's a great guy because my parents have great instincts. But I'm just saying if you are, and not everyone's like that, right? Not everyone is going to date or marry someone your parents or your family approve of. And not saying that you have to find their approval, but if you trust your family and your family has always had your back from day one, there's no reason they would steer you wrong with the person you're with or you, with your significant other because they're going to look out for you. Now, if you feel like this is your person and this is who you want to be with, death do you part, and your family just does not like him, go for broke girl or guy who's ever listening. You know, follow your heart. If you're saying, I can do this, I can work with this person, I can do whatever you need to do, then go for it. Just know that there are going to be bumps in the road with you and your family. And I've seen it happen. I've gone through it myself. So just, you know, all power to you. But it's just, but I'm just really excited about continuing this process and just kind of being free. I'm, no, I am not looking for a relationship. I kind of just want to be me. I want to do me. And I, I want to be successful. I'm really focusing on my career and trying to be a better I'm trying to be a better version of myself for not only my family and my friends and my coworkers, but also because when I do meet that person, I want to be all together and complete. You know, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you can be 50 percent and he could be 50 percent and that'll make 100. And I was like, but I want to be 100 on my own. <laughs> I want to be my own 100. I want to know that I can take care of myself. I can provide for myself. And anything that I want or need, I can get for myself because that's one thing that I feel like guys now, they depend on, they, they want a girl to depend on them. Like, you know, if, if a girl wants a designer bag, oh, he'll get a designer bag. I can get my own designer bag. So besides money and what you can give me material-wise, what else can you bring to the table? Because I can cook, I can clean. I'm in the process of, you know, saving up to buy my own house. So once I do that for myself, oh yeah, by the way, I'm saving up to buy my own house. <laughs> so once I do that, once I get my own house, my standards for a guy are going to drastically increase because if I can provide all those things for myself, then you're really going to have to show me, not tell me, show me what you can bring to the table. What can you do? What can you add to my life that I don't have? And trust me, nine times out of ten, a guy will give up because all he depends on to get a woman to like him are the material things, are the house, are the, the, the car and everything. I can do that myself now. I have a job. I work hard for my money. I am constantly grinding for what I want. So what can you do for me that I have not already done for myself? And most guys will probably run and turn away be like, oh, you're too independent or you're too strong. Or oh, Yes, I'm all those things and then some. So you can move out the way. Move out of my way so the real men can come and speak to me because I don't need that in my life. If all you're going to provide for me are material things, you can go. I'm saying this is me and my personal opinion. This is not a reflection of womankind because a lot of people like to generalize. I'm not generalizing anyone or anything. I'm letting you know what I will tolerate and what I believe I deserve. And it's for a real man to to give me more than just what's in his bank account because I have my own. 
So that is another thing that I'm very proud of myself that I've come to realize is that I don't need you for your money. If I, if I want you in my life, you will be in my life. I don't need you there. Me needing someone and me wanting someone are two completely different things. If I need you, I'm, that means I'm constantly dependent on you. That means I will tolerate whatever you're going to throw my way because I need you to be there in order for you to provide me the certain lifestyle that I want. Because I'm already doing that, the guy that I'm going to be with is because I want him to be there. I want him to be part of this life I'm developing. So for me personally, needing someone and wanting someone are two different things. So all that being said, I am very happy that I am where I am. And I am super excited to continue this journey and to see where I end up. And hopefully in the near future, I will find that person. I will be lucky enough to find that person and just to start a new chapter of my life. The point of the I Have No Filter podcast was to give me a chance to express my thoughts, my opinions, just how I view the world and how I go about my situations and putting it out there for anyone who may be struggling the same way or who may just need someone to be like, oh, good, I'm not the only one out there. No girl or guy who's ever listening. You're not. You're not the only one who feels like the whole world has just gone upside down, inside and out, backwards and forwards. There is someone else out there just like you. And I just hope you guys stick with me through this journey and we'll see where it goes. All right, guys, I'll catch you next time.